series a few weeks ago. See, you should find this little surfer guy that may be you one day dreaming. That's definitely not me. I'm afraid of the sharks. I'm not a, I'm not a water person. But so we have discussed the, the concept of balance. And I brought out my illustration. I've got a, I got a bigger bat this time. Now imagine there's a dollar sign animated on top of this bat. And we talked about three things. In order to, the laws of balance, it says that I need to have a reference point. Like if I'm going to balance myself, I have to look at something that keeps me balanced. And we call that a reference point. If you're uh, walking on the line, if Mr. Mr. Kopp pulls you over and makes you walk that line, your reference point is usually going to be straight ahead, right? If I'm, if I'm trying to balance this bat, my reference point needs to be the top of the bat. Otherwise, if I look at my hand, I tend to lose balance and it tends to fall from me. So I need a reference point. And we called that reference point, financially speaking, we called it, know where your money is going, track it, spy on it. Where is it going? Just kind of have an idea, where is it going? Is it going here? Is it going there? And, and, I, and I can track it. And we asked you to create a tracking system. Whether it's a spreadsheet, you Google it, but you start paying attention. And then we learned the objective is, my dollar sign objective here is to try to keep my finances balanced. That's my objective. And so the objective for us, spiritually speaking, is we honor God with our money. That is the whole reason why we have it, and so we honor Him. Today we're going to talk about constant correction. To balance this back, my bottom hand here has to constantly correct the trajectory of my hand so I can balance the bat properly. If I do not do anything, I just leave it still, the bat will eventually fall. Okay? I'm getting better not scaring the front crap. Okay? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to really handle and manage our money. This bat is not to threaten you. It's just an example. Don't, don't fear people. Okay, so I want, I want to just start with everyone has a story. Your view of money, whether you want to believe it or not, is created by how you grew up in your home. Depending on the difference, it was shaped by your childhood. You either copied it or you reacted to it. Either you copied your dad's way or mom's way or you said, I reject that way. In my household, I have a story. My dad was fiscally tight as you can get. Tight. We're talking Kmart tight. I mean, it was tight. I mean, he owned cars that had no air conditioning. Literally, no air conditioning. I said, why? Dad, why don't you have air conditioning? It's $400 more, and he also drove it manually, which dropped the price substantially in the car dealership. So manual shifting and no AC. My dad grew up in Ecuador, one of the hottest places on earth. Humidity and heat compounding. So I said, Dad, we grew up in America, man. We have AC, we have manual transmission. No, my dad was having none of that. So I grew up with the view like, my dad's a little bit too extreme with money. He's too tight. And my mom and dad would always be arguing about money. Always hear him yelling and screaming about money. So what I developed was like, I reacted to it. I'm going like, no, I'm going to have AC in my car. And I'm going to have automatic transmission. In fact, I'm going to put on the AC when it's summertime because it's hot, dad. My dad would not turn on the air conditioning during summer. He said, open the window. Now, back in the early, late 80s, the Night Stalker was out there. And so we were dying. And that said, my dad said, you can open the window or you can sleep while it's closed. And so 
I closed my window because I didn't want the night stalker coming into my room. That's what it was for me. My experience was I thought, this man is extreme. He, I, I need to, when I get older, and I said, when I get older, I'm not going to be like that. And then I wasn't. So when I got older and I got paychecks and I got money and I was working, I spent it lavishly. I bought things my dad would never buy. I started buying the new phones and everything was new. I wanted new things because I reacted to what I was raised with. Now, now that I'm older, I'm trying to copy my father and everything he did in a sense of I need to be fiscally responsible with where the money goes. Now my dad splurges a little bit. Well, he's retired after 30 years in the railroad. His house is almost paid for. Yeah, he bought a nicer car. I'm glad he did. For 30 years, he rode that Mazda 323 forever. And then he gave it to me. <laughs> that was my father. You have a story too. You have a story that either you're copying or you're reacted to when you think about and handle our money. It's interesting. Now, you can work and save your way into a higher standard of living. Or you can borrow your, borrow your way there. There's a little song that, that, that said, said, One is quick, one is slow, one brings peace, the other woe. Okay? Or you can do the rap version. One is quick, the other is slow, R brings peace, the other brings woe. Right? Think of crock pot versus microwave. We get money, we just... It's hot, it's flashy, we want to get out there. Versus the crock pot. Putting it away. Long time, eight hours. If you ever come home to a crock pot pot roast, it was well worth the wait. Yes, it was. Some of us financially, we're like microwaves. We get money and it's out in a flash. Versus putting it in the crock pot and letting it kind of simmer and stew for a little while. Because then when we open that crock pot at, at 5.30, we're like, ah, I was wise to put this in here. I was wise to put that in there. Okay, so we're going to talk about how God views debt. When the Israelites were people in Egypt, they were enslaved. They were not their own rulers. They were subject to the Pharaoh for many, many, many years. And so God rescued them out of the hands of Pharaoh through a man called Moses. He's very popular, famous. Charlton, think Charlton Heston. Think Ten Commandments. If you're a Bible reader, this was the amazing guy. So he, he uses Moses to rescue them out of Egypt. And the Egyptians were so excited that they were leaving because there were so many things that God was doing to humble them. They gave them all, their, all, their, all they can carry in gold and silver and material. And so the Israelites brought their gold from the Egyptians and went out into the desert. And they became, for the first time in a long time, a nation. And so God told them a few things. Here you are a nation now. You're out of slavery. I'm going to teach you how to handle those possessions. How to handle your money. Okay? So, it was one of the signs. If you, were, if you had money, it was a sign that God had blessed you. Now this is one of the rules he said. He said, the Lord will open the heavens. The storehouse of His bounty. Because we know everything comes from Him, right? Remember that last week? Yeah. To send rain on your land in season. And that was important because they were, they were farmers and they harvested. Without rain that God provided, there would be no harvest. So they were definitely in God's hands. And to bless all the work of your hands, you will lend to many nations. Notice that you will lend. 
but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord, your God that I give you this day, and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of these commands I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Borrowing was the evidence for God that things were going poorly. They weren't going very well. You know, in our culture today, when we see nice things on people, it's okay. The culture says, it's okay to look nice, but in reality, things are not going okay. You see that? You've lived that way. I've lived that way. Got to have this. Got to look this part. Got to have this. I want this. But in reality, things aren't going so well. We live in a culture that says, wow, you got that? I want to get that. If I look, if I have these things, it's going to appear that I'm doing okay. But how God sees it, if you are borrowing, He is not pleased. He wants you to lend. It's better to make interest than to pay interest. That's God's view on money. It's better to make money off the interest, not pay interest. You know, I did this little thing on the credit card. If I were to pay this, it has a little calculator on, on the City Cards website. And I have some debt in front to pay off on it. And they give you the calculator, finally, to, so you can see for yourself how long it will take you to pay off your debt. According to their calculator, if I pay the minimum, minimum, minimum payment, it's going to take me 260 months to pay it off. Then I put in like what I want to pay. I could be out of there in five months. And I thought, wow. 260 months. Think about that. 60 months is a five-year car payment plan, right? 260 months if I paid the minimum. It is better to lend than to borrow. And those credit card companies are making hand over fist. And for one reason. Because people cannot control themselves. And they are making billions of dollars are off, off of the people who lack character. That's what it is. That's the root of financial discipline is we want it here, we want it now, we want microwave. Karen likes to put stuff in the oven to reheat it. I hate that. <laughs> Karen reheats this on a stone thing, pizza. My microwave says pizza button, press start. <laughs> It's pretty good. And then I stand in front of it going, hurry up. Kids like, get away, you're gonna die of nuclear stuff. And I'll just sit there. That's just me being a moron. Okay. So another scripture that God teaches us. It says the rich will rule over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. You know, this is an important principle. We either are going to be a slave or are going to be the masters of our own financial destiny in a sense of God leading us, God's provide. God is trying to teach us that we find our ways into, into slavery unnecessarily. He gives us a way to handle money, His, the, the resources that He provides in a way that will benefit you where you can, you can be in a position to lend and not borrow. You can lend to others. You know, the reason 
debt is of a concern to God is because often debt is not the result of need as much as it is in the issue of self-control. That is the issue. It is a character issue. When you get your paycheck, the first thing my temptation is going, what's on sale on Groupon? <laughs> oh, wow. That's on sale. There's just, a, there's just this constant like, I gotta have it. It's on sale. And then I justify by saying, it's on sale. Yeah. 70% discount. You'd be a fool not to get it. Or you go on Craigslist going, whoa, I can have that. Look, it's, it's a steal. Oh, even go and negotiate and drive the price even more down. No matter if it's Craigslist, Groupon, whatever. There's an insatiable appetite that I have. That if it's not checked with self-control in the scriptures, I'll be upside down the rest of my life. And I'm, in, I'm unbalanced now. I'm, trying to, I'm seeing it now early going, whoa, whoa we got to fix this. Imagine if the mountain's Huge. You can still attack the mountain. But before you attack the mountain, you've got to attack and deal with your own character. That's how you overcome financial challenges. Here's the choice. Either you control you, or the credit card company will control you. Either you control you, or the credit card company will control you. And if you don't pay them, there are consequences. And that sometimes is the challenge that we're in right now when we have a desire to, to, to give to God and we can't because we're controlled. Because we know there's more of a severe consequence if I don't pay that credit card versus honor God. But honor God, God, God will be like, credit card will be like, you got 30 days, sir, your cell phone, calling your work. They'll harass you to death. They'll garnish your wages. They'll do everything. It's a choice. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Now, that's, that's also gender neutral there. Man, woman. Sisters, you're not... That's, that's, that's man and whoa, man too. Okay? Same principle. Same principle. When you lack self-control, somebody else will invade you. Now, we're talking about finances, particularly the Sunday series, but it also applies to even your relationships, even in marriage. If you allow your heart to drift from your wife and lack self-control, someone or some person will invade you. The, the, the last negative I want to talk about, about this video, I mean, this, this scripture, I want to show you a video. Now, it's a funny video. It's not, it's not a tearjerker, but it's funny. But it kind of encapsulates... The mentality of someone who lacks self-control. Are we, are we ready for name back there? Okay, here we go. Honey, I'm home. I'm studying here. Oh, that's swell. I can't tell you how relieved that makes me feel. So, 
How does our financial picture look? Oh, well, our monthly income is $5,500, and our monthly expenses is $7,500. That's not including the house payment or the telephone bill. <laughs> I guess I don't have to tell you what that means. No, I guess you don't. We can finally take that trip to Maui! <laughs> Traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but one of mind. A journey through a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the sign for step ahead. Your next stop, the dead zone. Um, honey, what are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? I'm talking about Maui. We've been saying for years we want to go. Yes, we have, but do you really think now is the right time? Oh, absolutely, dear. The birds of paradise are in full bloom. <laughs> no, I mean financially. <sighs> Darling, were you listening to anything I was saying? I think so. You were saying that we have $2,000 more in expenses than we do income. That's right. And somehow that means that we can spend an additional $3,000 on a vacation? Absolutely. Honey, I, I just don't think that's possible. At least, not until I buy some new luggage. Why would that be a problem? I just bought us a new stove. What good is a new stove if we don't remodel the kitchen? Let's add a second story to the house. That's a great idea. And I need some new golf clubs. I'd like a new makeup kit. A bowling ball And some new shoes. Okay. Ooh, some lawn chairs for the garden. A time chair. Let's get some bikes for the kids. A bike for me. Charles and Margaret. An ordinary couple with extraordinary dreams. They live in a world between heaven and hell. A purgatory made up of bottom lines that have no bottom. A world where plenty of checks means plenty of money. A world where high interest credit card balance transfers and interest only mortgages are more than just a bad idea, they're a way of life. They live here, now, yet they are strangers to this dimension. They live in the dead zone. I love when he said hubcaps. <laughs> I'm going to give me some hubcaps. You know, in Proverbs 21, verse 20, again, these are God's principles that He has set before us today. That if we learn them, we will be the ones who lend, not the ones who borrow. Look what he says. In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil. But a foolish man devours all he has. Microwave! I get it, it's gone. And there's no sense of storing away things. These are the words of God. These aren't my words. These are Dave Ramsey's words. Dave Ramsey uses these principles. Uh, Compass. All the financial, spiritual financial programs use one thing. They use God's word because it's true. And you know them to be true because you've lived in the dead zone. I've lived in the dead zone. We all were there. We all lived in another dimension thinking, wow, there's no, we can do this. And really, in reality, we really couldn't. But we convinced ourselves that we could. Yep. You know, it's, it's, really, it's really an issue when, when, when you look at where you're at financially and God nudges you to give, Visa is nudging you to give. 
and when you when you when you're a slave to Visa, and, and it's a choice between God and Visa, Visa usually wins. It usually wins. Because generosity requires a margin. And if you don't have a margin, you cannot be generous. And God wants you to have a margin. When you get your paycheck, there is a margin. Meaning, you don't owe, you don't owe anybody anything. And I'm really concentrating on consumer debt. MasterCard, Visa, American Express. You know, Costco takes American Express now. That is dangerous. You go to Costco with an American Express card? That is a dangerous situation you find yourself in. I go there for their free lunches. I've been working on going there and buying what's on the shopping list and sticking to it. I I do a drive-by the clothes. I do a drive-by. Puma shirts, $9. Wow, it's a steal. You know, I, I do my, I, I've been testing my character. Now, last month I failed miserably. I bought a Puma shirt. <laughs> this month I was like, mm, it's on the list. I'm going to stick to the list. And I, I was like, I did it. I, and I had food too. I got free food. I went back two or three times. I'm shameless. I'll go back two or three times. What's it called again? I mean, I, I, got, I got all kinds of lines. I got all kinds of lines. I got the kids getting me food. Go bring it back one time. I got all kinds of ways to eat in there. All kinds of ways. And I love having lunch there because you, know, you, you don't just get a hot dog. You get a Dodger dog there. I mean, it's amazing. You don't just get a pizza. You get a pizza. <laughs> love it. But sometimes I, don't, I, can't, I can't buy it, so I want to eat. I want to be encouraging. The, the wise store up choice food and oil. Another translation says, but fools gulp theirs down. And it's important for you to understand where God wants to take you. He doesn't want to harm you. He's got a plan for you. But if you pay attention to what He says, you will find success in your finances. To be balanced, you must address your debt. It's better to face the facts with faith. Open up the credit cards, look at the statements, look at your budget, look at your spending, track what you're spending, the reference point to your budget, and just look at the facts. And look where you're at. That's a good practical. Here's what we spent. Here's what we do. You know, maybe you're not the one that looks on the online banking every day. Maybe it's your husband or maybe you're the wife. But tracking it where it's going. I've been talking to Karen a lot more. Okay, honey? You know, oh, we went to Trader Joe's yesterday. What happened over there? And just ask, oh, okay. Well, I went here. You know, it's, it, we're looking at it. Because we're eating out of our pantry, which is a fun thing to do. I love doing that. It's fun. But to be balanced, you've got to address the debt. God addressed it. We have leftovers in our, in our fridge. And we're eating the leftovers. You know what happened normally in our house? The leftovers would stay there. And it'd become a science project. Yeah. <laughs> it'd stay there, it'd stay there, it'd stay there. We'd stare at it. But the third day, you, you, you convince yourself, I'm not eating that, but I don't want to take it out either. It's just sitting there. <laughs> the beans, the frijoles are still sitting there. And I'm like, we should take it out now. Is, is it still good? I don't know, maybe. I'll, let Karen, I'll wait for Karen to do it. Karen doesn't do it. <laughs> it just sits there. Eating leftovers, being happy with leftovers is good. This is the principle, not just for Christians, but for a universal principle. Principle: You have to watch your life, and doctrine is what God teaches us. That's the, that's the scriptures, doctrine, instead of beliefs. You have to watch them closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself 
and your hearers. If you have little children, they are learning about money by watching you. Their way they view money is shaped by your parenting. It shapes. If you're a parent, they, whatever they want, they just poof, it just magically appears. That's the mentality they're going to have when they get older. Credit card at, sure, at school? I get a free t-shirt to sign up? Yes. I have a thousand dollar limit I can pay later? And that's where it starts. They grab your kids at college. Some go for high school. They're going for the jugular. But they want your kids to know that they can pay for it now or buy it now and pay for it later. If you don't teach your children the principles of money, they will be unequipped for the future. And guess who will be paying for that future? You will. Sometimes kids are in their 20s and 30s and mom and dad are still providing their way of life. My dad does that to my younger brother. Bless his soul, but I like, my dad, cut, he cut it off for me. He's like, nope, you will pay for your own college. Why didn't you tell him that? I pay, my dad said, you are on your own. Figure it out. It was the best lesson for me in my life. I had to figure out how financial aid worked. How everything, I had to figure everything out on my own. I just went to the school and started talking to people. How does this work? Yeah. And I figured it out, and I got through college. It was the greatest lesson of my life. Good principle. Okay. Now, I'm not saying don't help your kids. What I'm saying is you need to be principled in how you help them. Jaden has a jar. Save. Has a jar. Spend. There's usually nothing in that jar. And then there's God. There's money in that jar. Save. Spend. God. Three simple jars that I teach my children about money. You save some. You spend some. And you give to God. Very simple. And I hope they carry that for the rest of their days. Maybe you need to go on Google and look up debt repayment plan. Get yourself on a plan. You can Google that. It's not complicated. It takes time. It takes discipline. But it also takes accountability. Are you willing to allow a friend to hold you accountable in your finances? Because when you lack self-control, you need an accountability buddy. You need someone that goes, hey, just check on me. Make sure I'm on, I'm doing, I'm on the right track. Sometimes you want to hear from a friend and not your wife. You know? Sometimes your wife says something, you get all all reactive crazy. Right? you got to find an accountability partner, whether it's your wife or somebody else, to hold you accountable to your plan. Okay? So, here's some to-do things. Set up a debt repayment plan. You can Google that. It's very simple, not very difficult. You can do this. Set up an accountability with a friend. And lastly, get on your knees and surrender your finances to God. That's where I like to be. And we usually surrender when we're desperate. Okay? We usually want God when things are going difficult times. We want God in our lives. If you're doing well financially, help others. Help others. Share what what your discipline is. Share your ideas. Share with each other. Help each other. This is not an easy task to do. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And we wouldn't be talking about it. Amen. And Citibank would be out of business. That's right. right? But they're not. They're thriving. Our economy is based on how much we spend. Our economy is set up to spend, spend, spend. Our economy does poorly when you don't spend money. And just the opposite is true in the Scriptures. God says to save it and then lend to others. Okay. So, conclusion. 
You cannot be balanced while you're enslaved to debt. You cannot honor God while being enslaved to debt. Are you willing to find an accountability partner? I hope so. Are you willing to surrender your way versus God's way? I want that for you. I think if your spouse has been nudging you, I think she'd want that for you. Or if your husband's been nudging the wife, take it easy. I think that's a good thing. I want you to want that too. I want you to want that. Don't just listen to God's word and not want it. I hope that you want to do something about your situation. Because when you have a margin, you can, you can be free. You can go where you want. You can go wherever God wants to take you. God wants to send you somewhere. You can go. You have the freedom to go. But when you're enslaved, you cannot go. If God calls you, you cannot do that. You just cannot because you are in so much debt, you can't go and be free. God wants to free us from slavery just like He freed the people from Egypt. He wants you to be free. He wants you to take the gold. He wants you to manage it wisely. He wants you to think crock pot, not microwave. If you want to be balanced, you're going to need that reference point. Where's it going? You're going to need to know the objective. It's to honor God. And lastly, I'm always correcting. I'm constantly correcting my finances. Have a great day. Have a great afternoon. Thank you so much.